Father, I thank you. And I bless you. And I honor you. I exalt your name. At the end of the day, I'm going to trust you. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, y'all. I get it. It's Saturday. It's the weekend. And you may be in your bed. You may be running errands or preparing to spend time with your loved ones. But since you are here and since you are listening, I want you to get ready and to sit at the edge of your seat because you are about to be inspired. Let's go. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Solid Saturdays, Prayer and Inspiration. Listen, I've been having a great time bringing on all these different guests, and I pray that you guys were blessed from it. Now, I got to be completely honest with you guys. Now, when I first began this podcast, the Lord shared with me that we don't need to do safe topics. We don't need to do anything safe because safe is not saving people. People are dealing with real issues, and the Lord gave me the assignment to address those real issues. And real issues don't always mean heavy issues. They may be heavy for us individually, but it doesn't mean heavy issues that is hard for the church society to grasp. Sometimes it can just be the heavy issue personally for us, as in us being in a hard place. And honestly, that's what I want to talk to y'all about today, hard places. So I know you guys are looking at this episode art and you're wondering what in the world is this woman going through? <laughs> Listen, y'all, I wanted to be raw today completely because we are talking about hard places. And truth be told, when you're in a hard place, you don't always look your best. We will when we go in front of people, but how do you look in your private space? You fighting for your life. Right. Okay. That's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm about to be completely transparent with you today. And so for the next few moments, allow me to keep it 100 with you. I've been in this place where I have been constantly provoked and I have pushed through it. I have fought through it. I tried to justify it. And here's the reason why, because this place that I'm in is very, very comfortable to me. And I can literally live the life that I wanted to live, dreamed of living and giving my son and not really have a worry. You know, we all have worries, but not really be in the place that I am familiar with. Being a single mother, it has been hard. And there have been times where I've been in hard places before. and. I had to make decisions on what would be best for my son. Most parents, they make decisions based on their children, even if they go without. I don't want to be in a place where to that extent, I go without. So to a certain extent, I have basically tolerated the provoking. And I'm not ashamed or afraid to say it because it's 100% true. And I believe that the Lord has led me this way is because many of you guys are in a place like this. And for fear of not going back to what you know, 
you have tolerated the place that you've been in. So I want you to hear me. I'm not saying that I'm angry or I'm petty from this place. I'm not a petty person, but I am saying that this place is making me vulnerably exhausted. And I'm to that place right now where I am frustrated and something has to change. Now, I've been in this place for years, but recently it has really vexed my spirit. And I don't use vex often. My friends, my family, they use vex and they play around. But I personally don't use vex often because vex is a very heavy and powerful word. But being in this place vexes my spirit. And let me just encourage y'all real quick, because I'm literally laying everything out for y'all right now. and. I want to encourage y'all because many of y'all have not faced the funk of how this place is destroying you or how this place that you're in is delaying you, how it is truly making you feel because you desire comfort over what God is telling you to do, comfort over obedience. But the moment that you start talking where you're at and being completely 100% transparent and honest, you're going to begin to feel weights and anxiety and heaviness coming off of you. You've been trying to pray to God and say, God, release me from this heaviness, the spirit of heaviness, but you won't release and be 100 about what you're feeling. So if you're not going to be true about what you're feeling, then God is not going to touch your heaviness because you got to be honest. We think about Adam when he was in the garden of Eden. Yes, he knew that he sinned. And God asked him the question, who told you you were naked? And Adam wasn't completely 100 about where he was at. Just think about what if Adam was completely 100? God is a compassionate God. God already knows our faults. He knows, and not saying that you're in a place of fault, but he already knows what we're dealing with. The enemy tries to shut your mouth to keep you bound, but you voicing where you're at is for your own freedom. So yes, I'm I'm frustrated, but I'm not petty. I'm not angry, but my spirit is vexed. So the pain and the emotional turmoil from this situation has really taken a toll on me. So I've been crying out to God in desperation for direction and for guidance. And I've expressed to him, literally, I said, God, I just can't take it anymore. Now, several of you may be listening and you're probably thinking, why is this girl being so doggone dramatic? (laughs) Just leave that place, right? But let me tell you, and let me answer your question. I don't quickly leave places that I believe that the Lord has placed me in. God placed me here on assignment. So it is, and it was my intention to not leave a God place until God says so. So while I was crying out to God and say, God, I just can't take it anymore. God led me to first Samuel when Hannah was being provoked. And there's so many people in the Bible that have been provoked from different situations. And I think over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about that because many of you are in these places. God would not have led me here to talk about this and to be completely honest with you if this was not an issue that y'all were dealing with. So we're going to talk about it. All right. So he led me to Hannah and in her place of anguish, y'all, y'all read 1 Samuel chapter 1. But I'm just going to skip to the end when she went to the prayer about, okay, so let me go back because I hear Holy Spirit saying talk about it. So Hannah 
was married to Elkanah and Elkanah was married to Hannah and Penina. Now, Hannah was Elkanah's first choice. Penina was the second choice. And theologians say that in that time, most of the time when they had a second wife, it was because the first wife could not give birth or bear a child. And in those times, it was very, very important for a man to leave a legacy for his name to carry over. So Hannah was his first choice, but he married Penina because Penina was able to give birth to bear children and Hannah wasn't. Why? Because the Bible says that the Lord closed her womb. So the Lord allowed her to be barren. That was her place for that time, that season of her life. And let me tell y'all something right now, right here. Y'all listening? Okay. I want y'all to listen good. Just because your situation looks a certain way right now, doesn't mean that it's the end all. Doesn't mean that it's the final say. God allows us to go through certain seasons so that we can get to where we need to be so that he can release us from that place. At the end of the day, if you're a believer of God and you're facing a very trying time in your life, a hard place, a trying season, that is not where you need to lay your hat at. God is going to deliver you from that, but you need to find out, okay, God, what do you need from me in this season? Don't give up on God in a hard place. Can I say that? Don't give up on God in a hard place because he wants to deliver you from that place. So let's look back to Hannah. So in her time of turmoil, because Penina was giving birth and what happened was Penina was beginning to provoke Hannah. But in the midst of Penina provoking Hannah, Elkanah, their husband, sounds weird when I say their husband, but Elkanah, their husband, was giving them what he had already gathered. So he was giving them his sacrifice. So the Bible says that Elkanah gave, of course, his children, Penina, a portion of his sacrifice, but he gave Hannah double portion. So now Penina is seeing this, which I believe was making her provoke Hannah all the more. And that is a hard place to be in, y'all. When you have done nothing to this person and they continue to provoke you, you didn't ask for a double portion. You didn't ask for the favor of God on your life. And because of their own insecurities and jealousy, they are provoking you. So what do you do? You don't fight back at that person because you're a Christian and you know it's not that person, but you know it's something deeper. So we do like Hannah did. At this point when Hannah was completely provoked and annoyed and whatever else you want to call it, she went and sought God. And she did not, I don't think she did, the Bible doesn't say that she did, talk about Penina, the one who was provoking her in her prayer. Instead, she talked about the barren place, the barren situation that she was in. A lot of times the enemy confuses us and tries to deceive us where we're seeking God on that person that is provoking us while we're in the barren place. But the real issue, the root of the matter is not the person, it's the place that you're in. So we need to shift our thinking. So now we find Hannah, she was crying out to God in her place of turmoil. The Bible says that she was in anguish. And basically to be in a place of anguish, what that means in today's terms is that you're in an emotionally stressed place. 
And emotionally stressed can mean things as you have anxiety, you have heart palpitations, you have headaches, you have fatigue, you have muscle weakness. These are signs and symptoms of being in an emotionally stressed place, anguish. So this is where Hannah finds herself. And in that place, she cried out to God desperately. How many of us, let me just ask you, do you, in your place of anguish, in your place when you're emotionally stressed, do you take the time to really lay it all on the altar to God? Because that's where we need to go. The Bible demonstrates it in this instance and in other instances. In your time of anguish, pour all that pain, all those emotions, all that stress out to God. Because when you're in a really hard place that God ordained, that God allowed, it's very easy for us to go to our natural reflex. And our natural reflex is to either be impulsive in our emotions or to run. But you cannot run out of God places before his timing for you to be released. So in those hard places, cry out to God. Listen for his guidance and direction so that you don't forfeit your assignment. So you need to reflect on God When do you want me to leave? When am I released from this assignment? You don't want to forfeit that assignment. You want to see it all the way through. Truth be told, y'all, the Bible prepares us for these seasons of our lives. It says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, cosmic powers of this age, or some translations, it says of this darkness. We wrestle against the evil and the spiritual forces in heavenly places, or some translation says high places. Listen to me, people of God. Your wrestle, your fight is not here on earth. It's in high places. So this place that's stressing you out right now, you cannot fight the person. You cannot fight the situation. You got to fight on your knees and cry out to God. If you're in a hard place that is a God place, then you have a decision to make. Are you going to run out of that place or are you going to cry out to the one who orders your steps? Your security, your safety is in the presence of God. And we have to remember that although we're in hard places, God is also in that hard place with us. God is also in that hard place with you. So are you going to run out or are you going to cry out to the one who orders your steps? The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous are able to run in and find safety. I would rather get safety than comfort. If I'm going through a hard place, but I'm safe, I'm going to be there. So sometimes if you want to run somewhere from this hard place, if you got the unction to run, instead of running away from it, run into it. Wow. That's tough. Instead of running away from your situation, run into it. Run into the name of the Lord. It's a strong tower because God is there if he ordained the place. And what I've learned is that when the pressure is increased in these hard places, that hard place, that hard God place that you're in is a place of development. 
So you want to ask yourself, like I said before, what can you learn from this place? How can this place make you a better and stronger and wiser person? How can this place be preparing you for your next? You need to be developed before you can enter your next. And a lot of times, hard places, they expedite our growth and our maturing. You have to stay on the potter's wheel. I believe that's in, it's in Jeremiah, but it's Jeremiah 17, I believe. But y'all look in Jeremiah, read about the potter's wheel because there are seasons in our lives where we are just on the potter's wheel and we have to trust God. Because the thing is, you're on the potter's wheel, so everything is spinning. You know, a potter, they spin, and they. And, but at the same time, while you're spinning, the potter's hand is on the masterpiece. So you, you're spinning, but you never leave the hands of God. Hallelujah. You're on the potter's wheel, which means that you're also in the hands of God. So when you're in the hands of God, hallelujah, I feel the presence of God, y'all. Yeah, y'all getting this. When you're in the presence of God, then you can trust God. When you're in the hands of God, then you can trust God because you know that he will not lead you into a place that was meant to harm you. The Bible tells us that God has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope, a future, and an expected end. Your future is connected to where you are right now. It's worth trusting in God. When trusting in God, let me ask you this. When trusting God, what is the worst thing that can happen to you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you had to think about that, okay, I'll let you think a little bit. But let me just go ahead and answer that question for you, okay? Nothing. When trusting God, the worst thing that can happen is nothing. Why? Because God is holy. He is perfect in all his ways. And not only that, nothing can stand up against God. God is all good. He's consistent in his character. There is nothing that can go wrong when you're in the hands of God. Look at Job. Yes, to the natural eye, a lot went wrong. And they started to question him. Other people started to question him. But all the while... He was in God's hands. The core of who he was, he was in God's hands. So he was able to leave that place, that hard place. After enduring it, he was able to leave it and receive a double portion because he endured it God's way. God has so much more for you on the other side. This message today, this podcast episode today is to encourage you. Ask yourselves for real though, y'all. All of the questions that I asked, ask yourself those questions. Go back to God and cry out and find out where he wants to lead you and make a decision from there. Nothing can go wrong when you're trusting God. Why? Because he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. Let me tell you something. When you commit to a hard place, You show that you love God. Why? Because you're preferring his will over your will. You are dedicated and anchored to his place. And I'm not telling you to sign up for a hard place. I'm not telling you to say, say, oh, sign me up for this. No, I'm talking to people that are in hard places and you don't feel a release to leave yet. But you want to (laughs) run. Go to your secret place in God and cry out to him. Cry out to him. Don't rely on your emotions. That's the message today. So, Father, we thank you. 
We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your insight and your revelation, even in today's episode. I pray that you'll touch everybody that is listening under the sound of my voice. You see the place that they're in. For your name is El Roy. You are the God that sees us. God, your word says that you don't sleep, you don't slumber, but you're always watching us. So Father, I pray, God, that you will settle the minds and the hearts of your people and that as they run to their secret place in you, Father, I pray that they'll feel such a relief, such a comfort there, Father, that there will be such a stress reliever in your presence, that they will let go of all and be 100 with you, Father. May they feel your embrace, God, and silence the voice of the enemy that would try to keep them from going into the holy of holies, into the secret place, into your arms, Father. I pray that they will run into your arms, Father, and your word will manifest and they will find safety in that place, Father, in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over them right now. And I thank you that even though the enemy may be provoking them, the enemy may be pricking up against them and sending things their way, Father. I pray right now that it would not be a distraction to them. And I thank you right now that whatever the enemy throws their way, it will not prosper. For your word tells us that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, you will condemn. So Father, our trust is in you, God. Our trust and our dependency is on you, Father. I thank you right now, God, that you are giving them a heart that is renewed, that is strengthened for them to endure in whatever season that you have placed them in, God. Watch over them. Keep them safe, Father. Keep their minds. Keep their heart. They will not spiral out of control, Father, but they will be safe and secure in your hands. I pray that their commitment, their devotion will not waver, but that they will continue to be exuberant and zealous to you, God, and what you have planned for them, Father. May the joy of the Lord be their strength, God, and may they feel a second wind blow upon them even now in the name of Jesus, for you are a God that is faithful. You are a God that never fails us. So, Father, I pray that they will lift up their heads unto the hills from whence cometh their help. All of their help comes from you, God, for you are the King of glory, the Lord God strong and mighty, the Lord God mighty in battle. So may their heads be lifted up and the King of glory is coming in. And we decree and declare it in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I got good news for y'all. The King of glory is coming into your situation. He is stepping in. And when he steps in, things change. So rejoice in this place. Cry out to God in this place. Don't ever lose your desire and passion to run after God run after God in every situation that you find yourself. Thank y'all so much for tuning into today's episode. It is my prayer that you are inspired by the message and that you receive that powerful prayer. And because we serve such a loving, all-knowing God, you know, that kind of gives me confidence that you did receive that. And that gives me no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time.